And to Jesus be the glory and the honor and the praise. And God's people said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Say hello there, Chetty. Hello, hello. We're on the road again. I'm going to uh, do a few things I need to do today here in the we're in the car on our way, and uh, it's always lovely to talk to you in the car. And I know you enjoy it too, so thank you. And thank you for your response to the teaching I just did. And thank you again for being my wonderful partner. I really mean that. I don't just say that just to say it. Uh, I, I don't say that just to say it. I'm just so grateful to the Lord for you. And Lord, I pray you'll bless us today as we look again at your wonderful word. I pray you'll minister your word with power today in Jesus holy name and God's people said amen all right today I want to talk to you about prayer again because I really believe that not only that uh, you know faith comes by hearing so every time we hear the word faith is is born in us and it's risen in us but this is the time to really know how to pray because of the times we're living in we need to call upon the Lord and not give up because our miracle is only a breath away from us. I'm telling you, our miracle is only a breath away. As we call upon the Lord, God will answer that prayer. And I want to encourage you, if you have been waiting for a miracle, it's on the way. Just don't, do not give up asking. Do not give up asking. The Bible says in, in James 4.2, Ye have not because ye ask not, which means that our receiving is dependent on our asking. Our receiving is dependent on our asking. And in Isaiah 59.16, which I showed you a few days ago, God wonders when no one prays. Like he really wonders, why are not my people getting the message? That only through prayer, miracles happen. And then in Isaiah 64, 7, There's none that calls upon your name, that stirs himself to take hold of thee. God is looking for a people who will just shake themselves from the dust, I mean, you know. And take hold of God and call upon his name and not give up till they receive from heaven. Um, prayer is the most heavenly and most spiritual function of our spiritual life. I'm going to say it again. Prayer is the most heavenly and most spiritual function of our spiritual life. Every time we pray, we literally inhale the life of Jesus and exhale our life. Hallelujah. Every time I pray, every, every time you pray, you inhale the Lord. You inhale His life. You inhale His power. And you exhale yourself. And as believers, the Lord Jesus is our life. He is our life. But his life is breathed into us 
according to our surrender to prayer according to our surrender to the Lord in prayer so every time I pray the Lord fills me with his life so the life of Jesus is breathed into us on the same measure as the measure of prayer I'm telling you I've experienced all that so have you so the more you pray the more his life uh, kind of moves within you isn't that right yes, sir. I mean you've seen it in your own life and you've seen it in your own life his presence becomes real his power becomes real his peace becomes real everything that God gives us becomes real according to the level of prayer so our prayer level determines the level we can go to in God in his power his presence and so much more so please do, you know don't forget that if we pray little we receive little of God's power little of his presence or his peace and comfort as we pray more we are received to that level so and and you know like like I said we 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 exhale our own life we inhale his life in prayer that's why prayer is so important because prayer makes Jesus so real in our life and his reality is seen in people's lives when they pray and we show it to the world every time we pray and to the church our brothers and sisters every time we we pray they see the Lord in us and so I think it's important to also understand that every time I pray the flesh dies every time I pray and I'm in the Lord's presence the flesh dies every single time I pray because when the flesh dies the Lord lives see that his life manifests when the flesh dies so um, the Bible says in Luke eleven thirteen, the Lord said if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask so everything we receive we receive because we ask we pray Jesus said ask you'll receive seek you'll knock as I should say seek you'll find knock it shall be opened and it's true too you know I mean I you know I'm, I probably said it uh, because it's true when you do seek you do knock later but what I meant to say is when you seek you'll find but knocking is the next step where we pursue in faith and we just don't give up at all now when the Holy Spirit was poured on the day of Pentecost why it was because it says they continued in prayer Acts 1.14 they continued in prayer so I want to talk to you about the importance now of persistence so it's not good to just pray one day and say you know what I've I've touched the throne I've, I've, I, I sense the power of God 
His presence is real now in my life. But I've learned years ago, there are no leftovers in the kingdom. No leftovers. Jesus said, day by day, give us this bread. Every day we seek the Lord because it doesn't stay overnight and it doesn't last till tomorrow, just like the manna in the wilderness. So persistence means ongoing. Pray without ceasing. Now, pray without ceasing doesn't mean we pray 24 hours a day because nobody really can. But prayer without ceasing means continue to pray. Don't give up. Day by day, go back to the throne room. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop. Don't faint. Don't give up. There are times, and it's happened to all of us, as we pray and we begin to sense God's holy presence and we stay longer in prayer, there is a lingering season after that where we cannot stop by, uh, we cannot, you know, really stop, but we keep talking to the Lord, worshiping the Lord, loving on the Lord, for actually sometimes for many hours later. But then, you know, we have to go back to the valley and do the work that we have to do and keep living our life, you know, in the natural, I mean. But when you go back into God's presence the next day, because you you haven't missed a day, that, that wonderful flow continues. There is no like waiting, uh, long waiting, uh, as when people go the first time, they sometimes have to wait upon the Lord a little long before we are quickened. But if we, if, if we go daily, that waiting uh, period gets shorter and shorter and shorter. So in Acts 1.14, it says they continued meaning persistence. Now, please realize, the work of redemption was complete. The Lord already had given the promise the Holy Spirit would, would, would descend. But that was not enough. Please hear me out. Even though the work of redemption was done, Chad, hear me, and all of you saints, even though the Lord promised that He would send the Holy Spirit, they had to pray to see it all happen. So, even though the Lord completed the work of, of redemption on the cross, shed His blood, rose from the dead, gave the promise that He will send the Holy Spirit, what if they did not pray? Would they have received the promise? No, they would not have received the promise. That's powerful. So it shows you even though God makes the promise and the work is done, if we don't pray, we just won't receive. Because why? James 4, you have not because you ask not. They, and they understood that. The apostles understood only by prayer. And so Jesus said, do not leave Jerusalem, tarry, wait for the promise. And what did they do? They prayed. How long? 50 days. Think about that one now. They prayed over a month. How many Christians do you know that pray you know, over a month with intensity? Uh, you know, I don't know many. I'm sure they're there. But think about it. 
intense prayer like that, continual prayer like that, fulfill the promise of God. Think about how many promises God has given us, you, you and me. And sometimes those promises do not come through because we just will not give the time to really pray them through till God fulfills it. So persistence is so, so important. And uh, in Acts 4, for example, uh, they prayed again with persistence because they were threatened, if you remember, by the Pharisees. So they went back to the upper room and prayed again longer. And they said, Lord, behold their threatenings. And the power of God fell again in verse 24. And it says, great power now came. Not only great grace, but great power. So we see the importance of continual, persistent prayer. I know it's tough to do that, but that's the only thing I know that will, will bring the miracle, will cause the, the amazing part of God to fall. Now, in Acts chapter 6, they had a problem. The problem was that the uh, early believers uh, from the Hellenistic side, meaning the Greek, the Greek side, and these were Jews who were Greek by, by citizenship from Greece. And the Hellenistic uh, uh, influence was very, very powerful in those days. That's why they all spoke Greek. That's why the New Testament was written in Greek. So the local Jews uh, were taken care of when it came to food and help and clothing and uh, taking care of the widows and the fatherless and so on. But the Hellenistic believers, Jewish believers from the Greek culture, they complained. They said, listen, you're not taking care of, care of us. Uh, we are looked upon as second-class citizens. So the apostles said, listen, we will give ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. You choose men, you choose individuals full of the Holy Spirit and let them take care of that problem. Let them solve your problem. So, uh, it's important to take care of the poor. It's important to take care of the fatherless. It's important to take care of the widows. But what they were saying is, wait a minute, prayer is more important than that. We will give ourselves to prayer. And the minister of the word, we will not uh, you know, give up prayer to serve tables. We will give ourselves our whole life to prayer. That's why power was so strong. I, I, I remember years ago, I said something in OCC. I said, if you want apostolic power, you must have apostolic practice. Ooh. If you want apostolic power in your life, you need to have apostolic practice in your life. And they practiced prayer and the ministry of the word. So in James, for example, chapter 127, it says that pure religion 
is where when you take care of the poor. So taking care of the poor is so important to God and to us. But what is more important is prayer. Prayer is way more important than helping people who are in need. Think think about that because we think, you know, prayer may be less important not to God. No. Because when you pray, God will bless the people to have their needs met. If there was no prayer, the church would not be blessed to take care of the orphans and the widows and the needy and the poor. So, the reason now, let me give you another reason why pray. Think about this one too, will you? Why did the Holy Spirit fall on the Gentiles? So we, we, we know he fell upon the 120 because they prayed. And he continued to bless and fall upon uh, the early believers because of prayer. But why did he fall upon the Gentiles? Remember Cornelius? So God already had promised that the gospel would go to the Gentiles and the prophets in the Old Covenant. The early believers did not believe that. They would not at first even accept it. So God Almighty had to had to give Peter a vision in Jaffa where I was born, the same city I was born in, and I'm you know, like a block away from where I went to school. That same place, the house of Simon the Tanner, every, every time I go there, I think about this. It was there that God had to convince Peter that the Gentiles are accepted in the kingdom. Because now he saw a big sheet with all the animals, and he said, Lord, I'm not going to you know, even touch what is unclean. And God said, don't call anything unclean that I have cleansed, meaning the Gentiles. And now the Holy Spirit has to speak to him and said, I'm sending men, don't question it, don't doubt, go with them. He walks into the house of Cornelius, and Cornelius gives him the secret of why the part of God fell, why the angel came at first, and why even the God's amazing power fell later that Peter saw it, and we all see it. It says Cornelius prayed, a man who feared God prayed. Think about the prayer of a Gentile man who prayed with intensity, that God used that to fulfill the promise of salvation to the whole world, to the Gentiles. Isn't that amazing how powerful prayer is? That the reason the Holy Spirit fell on the Gentiles because one man prayed? So that just shows you the power of prayer. It is in much prayer that we bring God's will into our lives. If you want to always live in the will of God, only prayer will do that for you. Only prayer. Think about how many people if I can just be real and raw, uh, made wrong decisions in life, whether to do with marriage, 
or uh, buying a home in the wrong in the wrong uh, neighborhood I remember uh, someone I knew really well uh, they bought a home here in Orlando and they never asked God about it they never prayed about it and uh, when they got into that house they began to be harassed by demons nightly finally they had to leave the house leave a house they paid for didn't sell it for a long time and had to go to a, an apartment because they, they couldn't live in that house my wife and I we were, when we looked for a home one time in California we always we always pray I every single time I ever look for a, a home I always pray Lord show me if this is your will and I always always depend on Suzanne and she depends on me on what are we sensing about it and uh, this home we walked in and both of us said no it was the perfect home in the natural perfect location perfect everything but the atmosphere was evil in there and so and and soon I said no way uh, th this has happened to me many times prayer saved my wife and I from having homes with a devil in it or problems with it so people make decisions think about all the people who have married the wrong husband or wife because they rushed into it without praying with, without waiting upon the Lord and really knowing God's voice prayer 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 so important what I'm telling you is so important so when we pray in much prayer please write this in much prayer we enter into the will of God for our lives we begin living the will of God when we pray much and finally and then I'm going to continue tomorrow do you remember in Acts 12 when Peter was in prison and it says prayer without ceasing was made unto God for him and he was set free by an angel of the Lord and it was prayer that killed Herod later their prayer when they did not pray King Herod killed James the brother of John then they woke up and said you know what we won't allow that again we have to pray because when he when he took Peter to prison the church said no you won't oh no you won't and they began praying and they prayed hard in the house of John Mark and we all know the story in, in, in Acts 12 so I want to encourage you today how very important it is we just don't give up and and maybe I'm talking to someone today that is feeling like you know what it's not working oh yes it is working just don't give up if you give up the answer will not come don't ever give up on God never give up on his promises never Lord in Jesus name I pray you will really speak this to every heart let them know, Lord, your word is, is certain. Your word is true. 
we give you the praise. And Lord, as they pray and not faint and persist, that the miracle will come quickly. And Lord, I pray now, it will come. It will come. Whatever the miracle or the need is, it will come. Whether salvation for that loved one, whether it's a financial problem, or whether it's something else, whether it's a healing for their body, do it, Lord, for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. So today, we're not going to give up. We are not of the, of the people who give up. Never, never, never. I'm going to continue tomorrow. You're going to really be, be blessed again. A lot more to show you from the Word of God. And then I'm going to show you how prayer in the life of Jesus saved his life more than once before he went to the cross. How his prayer saved the life of the apostles and Peter's life from being sifted by the devil himself. You'll see so much about how the Lord understood the power of prayer himself. And if the Son of God prayed like that, we need to pray like that. All right. It's time to give to the Lord's work. God's word is clear. Honor the Lord with your substance, with your money. And the first fruit of all your increase, that means your tithe. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses will explode with new wine. Hallelujah. God's going to bless you financially. You know, the people that pray are the people that give. And the people that give are those who prosper and will have no lack in their life, no matter what is going on around them. See? So I want you to give now to the Lord's work and just expect it. Expect a financial breakthrough. And God is always on time, I promise you. The Lord just spoke to me. Uh, wow. Uh, someone has been praying for a new car. You'll have it in one week. I just felt that. This is just, just like that. You, you're going to have that new car in one week. The car you have has been breaking down on you. And you've been praying that God would give you a new car. And God's going to give you a miracle with that. A miracle with that. You'd be amazed what God will do with us when we pray and when we give. Because giving is a big part of it. So if you're looking for a new home, a new car, something you need in your life, just pray about it and then so soon and say, Lord, I, I expect it. And it'll, it'll happen. All right. You can sow your seed right now to Benny Hinn Ministries right there on the platform. Or go to our website benhin.org or simply you can text BHM 45777 Much blessings to you. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow. Much love. Shalom.